listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose. Feel the culture. <laughs> oh, friends, welcome aboard. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. They score! Jonathan Uberto, Elias Lindholm, and the scene of rises at Scotiabank Saddleball. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hi there. Monday, it's the Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, downtown studio. The new week. We're this much closer to the start of the Calgary Flames season. Thank God. There's three more to go, kids. Just three more to go. Tonight at home against the Jets. Last one at home. Wednesday at Edmonton, Friday at Vancouver. Let's go. A little playoff baseball to get you through the, the drags yeah. of the preseason. What, your whistle? Oh, I'm excited. This is a good time to be a sports fan. It is. I uh, I got my wish for the Blue Jays. I said, give me Face some Twinkies. Twins. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't like a good pair of twins? Um, Tomorrow at uh, 2.30, Calgary time, we'll have the game for you live right here on Sportsnet 960. Even cooler news. Because I love Sportsnet so much. Uh, Buck, Dan, and Hazel will have postseason coverage. You don't have to complain about American broadcasters. Nope. Getting all the Blue Jays stuff wrong. Nope. People getting upset. The old Harold Reynolds thing from way back when in 2015. Mm-hmm. Public enemy. Enemy. That's a good start. Mm. Public enemy number one. For the Blue Jays, but uh, they'll play Minnesota tomorrow afternoon. So I'm looking forward to that. You were predicting the very early games. They didn't get I the was very early games. Second earliest game. Second earliest. Which yeah. Is, that's a good place to be. Because the Rays got the earliest. Yes, they Because nobody cares about the Rays. Yes, that's the Rays and the Rangers. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then the, the National League will be in the evening. Yeah. And I, they're only staggered by an hour. It's kind of like how Monday Night Football was doing the doubleheader games. Yeah. Lots of baseball uh, straight ahead. Buck Martinez is going to join us at 730. Got a pretty good show here today. He's probably flying out to Minnesota today, I would imagine. That would check out. Yeah. I imagine the players probably waking up, nursing a little bit of a hangover. Yep. Get a little water in you. Maybe a little Gato. Yep. Biosteel. Sure. A little IV. Yep. A little oxygen. Get the water in you. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Hop on a bird out to Minnesota. Yeah, going to be good. Twin Cities, no problem. I got some stats for you uh-huh. later on. Uh-huh. When you do the Rose Report. Stats the on, Blue Jays. on the Blue Jays? Yeah. Oh, perfect. And the Twinkies. Uh, I got to tell you, Rose Report a little bit jammed. Yeah. I know, well, I know. She's full. Uh, speaking of full, our show's full. Charles Davis, NFL and CBS, going to join us at 7 o'clock. Look around the National Football League. Don't know if you knew this. Um, what? Taylor Swift was at the game last night between the Jets really? and the Chiefs. I don't. I can't believe they didn't show her. At this point, um, I think we should just do a Taylor cam right, right up in the corner, so we don't have to constantly go back to her. Like that's all we really want. You know, it's a great right? idea. You'd watch it, wouldn't you? Well, Come on now. Like while you're not watching the play, what do you would you be watching? Taylor cam. Taylor cam. Yeah, I know. I would be. Yeah. Um, May as well at this point. Your Bengals look like they're in trouble. I don't want to talk about them. It makes me really yeah, sad. Yeah, because Joe Burrow's hurt. He can't move. Yeah, and their offensive line is bad again. Yeah, and he can't move. Yeah, they're bad. They're yeah. terrible. And T. Higgins is hurt now. Off. Yeah. 
Awful, awful, awful. Defense looked fine for parts, for moments. Mm. Not good. Um, I was really happy that game wasn't on TV and I didn't have to watch it. I uh, watched a lot of football yesterday. Um, Craig Conroy, the general manager of the Calgary Flames, is going to join us at 8 o'clock, obviously to talk about the uh, super sad news over the weekend as Flames assistant general manager Chris Snow passed away. Uh, We will talk to Craig. Uh, He wanted to uh, come on and uh, talk about uh, his legacy, his friendship with him, and uh, share stories. So we will look forward to that at 8 o'clock as well. Being an assistant general manager, didn't always do a, a ton of media, wasn't really a forward-facing individual with the with the club, someone who was out and about and doing all sorts of stuff all the time. So I'm excited to hear a little bit about Craig's relationship yeah. as well. Uh, we'll do that at 8 o'clock. And uh, Adam Stanley, uh, golf analyst for Sportsnet on the Saucy Ryder Cup this weekend. Rory McIlroy being a tough guy in the parking lot, like he just played a beer league game, pointing fingers. <laughs> And then, then his buddies tell him to get in the car. That's yeah, Shane Lowry shuffling him in the car. Yeah, like a late night at a club, and you're like, okay, buddy's gonna then, end up. No, with well, the... no, it was like a, there was an incident in the beer league game. I'm gonna fight you in the parking lot. I don't like what you how you disrespected me. Like the hustle into the car felt like more like late night club. Yeah. Like okay, I got to get my buddy in a cab, or we're gonna get in a little bit of problems here. Whereas the pointing the finger felt very. Beerly. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah, I don't think Roy's a, Roy, I don't know. Maybe he is maybe he is a super tough guy. Roy McElroy doesn't strike me as a guy you'd be like, oh no, Roy McElroy's pointing the finger at me. Shane Lowry, different situation. Tyrrell Hatton, different situation. Roy McElroy, meh. I guess. Especially if you're like Joe LeCaf is a pretty big dude. Yeah, you think Tiger's like, what are you doing, man? That's my caddy. I don't know what Tiger would be. I would assume so because, you know, he's American. And he probably doesn't like the fact that the Europeans beat the brakes off him this weekend. Sure. But I don't know. I don't know what the relationship is like with Tiger and, and Joe. And Joe's a Hall of Famer, but at the same time, I thought some of his actions this weekend were a little sus, to and, say the least. And those hats the Americans were wearing, it looked like they got him from the airport on the They're way in. Not good. Yeah. But I don't believe Patrick Hanley. So um, that's everything we'll talk to Adam Stanley about um leave him had a bit of an incident this morning you I wanted did to share with you oh good what'd you do so uh i was i was sleeping away the sandman was paying me a visit mm-hmm. and then i was uh awoken mm-hmm. by a fire alarm this morning in the building <laughs> uh-huh the uh these these are some of the negatives when you live in a in an apartment building much like you do sometimes these things happen mm-hmm so it's uh it was 4:38. Yeah. And my alarm was set for 4:45. Yeah. So I'm like, well this isn't the worst. I lost 7 minutes of sleep. Mhm. So the alarm's going, the alarm's going. And I'm like, um I'm just going to get ready for work. So then like the alarm Usually gets more aggressive. Flare, yeah. Mhm. Please exit the building. Take the stairwells. <laughs> oh my goodness, bless you. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so it says um big boy sneeze. Yeah, it was a big boy sneeze. So it's uh it's the the fire alarm's getting more aggressive. Um exit the building please immediately. Yep. Don't take the elevator. Mm-hmm. So while your boy's getting ready for work, he's like, mm. 
I finally make it down. Uh-huh. The alarm stops at like, you know, like 13 minutes later. I'm still in my apartment. Mm-hmm. I go on like the elevators are working now. The thing. So I go down from the 10th floor. I get off the elevator. Everybody's in line to get back up to their rooms. Yep. Up to their units. Uh-huh. You should see the stairs I got when I got off the elevator. Because essentially the entire building evacuated. Mm-hmm. Except for this guy. Yeah, and then you took the elevator. Yeah. Which is like fire alarm. You're not supposed to take the elevator. No, but the fire alarm stopped. No, I know. But the fact that like you just like came out of the elevator and were like, Hey guys, yeah. as you left, and they were like, what the hell? They're probably in their robes and their slippers. And... I, I'm all ready for work, and I walked by. It was chilly this morning. Yeah, everybody. You should see the glares I got. Yeah. And oh. you know what I said? Mm. I go, I'm not the best at evacuating. <laughs> I'm sure you got a lot of chuckles. I'm no. sure the crowd was really, yeah. I warmed them up. Yeah. So I got a lot of looks. Mm-hmm. I bet. So uh, playing her today. Because you didn't get seven more minutes of yeah, sleep? Yeah, I'm a little congested. You can hear it in my voice. Yeah, that doesn't sound like something that happens because you only miss seven minutes of sleep. That sounds like a... What else did you do this weekend? Right? Well, no, I got... So I got banged up Saturday night, oh, so I didn't wake there, up. There it is. A little congestion. Mm-hmm. I didn't wake up in time for the uh, Jags and Falcons game from England, which got going at 730. They did the Toy Story game. Mm-hmm. Isn't it cool how they did that? Mm-hmm. I like so, it a lot. I saw a tweet that made me chuckle, mm-hmm. but like, I get it, and, and we can maybe, but we not can we can't really joke about it. But it turned out to be a, a a great story in the end. Yeah, he was playing this week. Demar Hamlin played this week. What if there was a Demar Hamlin situation during the Toy Story game? Yeah, and you have like all the little army men. Oh, they're, they're all like crowded around the players, like all kneeling down, and you're like, whoa, yeah. Buzz Lightyear's crying. Like, yeah. how would that happen? <laughs> Uh, let's go back look? to Little Bo Peep once again for uh, yeah. an update. Yeah. Uh, we don't know anything. <laughs> and then my favorite part of that, well, there's no favorite part. It was a terrible situation. Wrong, wrong, wrong choice of words. But Joe and Troy couldn't fill. Oh, well, that's a hard one to fill. Yeah, but they could. And then they, they kept going back to you Booger McFarland saying the same thing over and over again. It's a tragedy. Yeah, well, you also don't want to make any sort of levity about the situation, sure. which, like, in a situation like that, knowing my personality, I would be trying to make jokes because when I'm uncomfortable, I try and make jokes about things. Okay. And that's what I probably would have ended up doing, and it would have been really insensitive. So I'm glad I wasn't in that situation. Yeah. I don't blame them. I understand. That That was... Yeah, what if there was, like, a, a bad I injury? Just, I would have just said, like, okay, let's just... Here, here's like a feature we had in the pregame show that's like 12 minutes long on someone else. Let's play this. Yeah. Let's do that instead. Did you, uh, what if they had like a, a bad injury with a cart that have to come out? Like, how would that look? These are the things I think about. RC? Now you, you, you would know better than I would. Like to- Toy Story characters? Yeah. Yeah, RC would be, he's the remote I got Buzz car. Lightyear, like that's. That's it? Yeah, I didn't I really like, watch Toy Story. One of my favorite ch- movies of my childhood. What other characters were there yesterday? You know all these things. I didn't really watch the game yesterday. Slinky was the chains. Um, I, I have no idea. Oh, I w- I watched a little bit of highlights where they had like the little little egg guys. Yep. They the players were just kind of animated versions of themselves. Yep. But I also did not get up for the Falcons and Eagles. Oh. I went to see the creator Saturday night and didn't get home until twelve thirty. So oh, how was that movie? I enjoyed with the it kid quite with a bit. the 
half head because he's an he's a robot. He's an AI. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't know about these Americans, man. I'm gonna tell you that much. I don't want to spoil the movie, but I don't know about these Yanks. Wow. Okay. Um, no Patrick today. We have Shan with us. No idea where he is. Is he here? No, I meant Patrick. Oh no, no. Patrick's the international man of mystery. I have no idea where he is. And I don't ask any questions. It's like, I'm not here Monday. Okay. Okay. See you Tuesday. See you on Tuesday, I guess. Uh, I did Sh- see him. Shan, did you watch the game? The Toy Story game or no? I was actually watching the Ryder Cup. Mm. Cool cool thing, though. I like what they did. Oh, all right. Uh, I know GVP. GVP, you weren't watching it, right? No. You're not a big <laughs> NFL guy. Not the biggest. Trying to get into it. But... At all. Yeah. No. Well, you said that at the beginning of football season. Have you gotten to it at all or no? You know, bits and pieces. It was a sport I didn't play growing up, so it's hard for me to get into it. But Well, I didn't play football. Well, I only played like, you know, you played in the street. You played touch football or you played tackle with your friends. Mm-hmm. But you never even did that, GVP? No, I know I did that, but like I, it wasn't like my life, whereas I, like hockey and baseball and, you know, basketball kind of were. I understand that. That's what I always say to you. If you don't play the sports, and I don't, I don't care about sports that I don't play necessarily. Hmm. Like when you were explaining cricket to me the other day, I was like, "Meh." Yeah, but it's I'm good never going to gonna play your cricket. Horizons, Rose, I love hey. broadening my horizon. It's yep. great to know these things, yeah. But it doesn't mean I have to engage in them every single day. Well, there's only so many hours in a day, you know. Okay, I respect that. Um, tomorrow's a big GVP day. GVP doesn't have to watch football. No, you don't. He doesn't have to. Uh, he should. He works on a sports show, and it's one of the things we talk about. But whatever. Um, that's our job. Um, tomorrow's a big day around here. Mm-hmm. Um, one year anniversary oh. of our show. Already? Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Like, I think wild. in our one year, I've worked a total of one month. But it's the one year anniversary of our show tomorrow. And uh, I was thinking about this this morning, walking in while everybody was still outside of my building, looking at me like, why you didn't evacuate? I'm trying to think of all the Alberta slang I've learned Oh, in a year. Mm-hmm. So this is what I've come up with so far. <laughs> um, letter buck. Letter buck, sure. That's an Alberta That's saying I, I was not familiar with till I got here in a year. Mm-hmm. Pork missile, definitely never heard of that <laughs> before I got here. Okay. Um, what else? Uh, Kick rocks. Kick rocks is definitely another one mm-hmm. that I would never say back home. Yeah, pork missile, kick rocks. Let no, we're buck. live in Balsack. <laughs> no, well that's, that's that's the beautiful that's city just, of Balsack. Just a play, Zach. Um, excuse me. Really and uh, what, what else am I missing here? I don't know what else you're missing. There's been like I. You're the one who were outside your apartment. I wasn't thinking about this today. The the one thing I have is kick rocks. Yeah, kick rocks is definitely something I've heard here. Pork missile I never heard before I got here. And letter buck. So 960, 960, name and location. Ahead of my, uh, it's my one-year anniversary. It was yesterday that I moved to Calgary. What what Alberta Calgary slang have I missed out on that I don't know yet? Mm. 960, 960, name and location. I don't expect anybody to text in on this topic. It's very, it's very self-serving this morning. Sure. But I just want to know what what Alberta slang that I have I have yet to learn. GVP, do you got anything off the top of your head? I don't even know what would be considered slang versus not yeah, slang. This I don't, is also I don't a go guy anywhere. He's never left the province, so he doesn't really have a, a frame of reference there either. The only thing I really know is that on like hockey teams, I've played with Eastern guys before. They call 
sock tape clear or clear tape, or as we just call it, socko or sock tape here. Yeah, I've never heard of socko before I got here either. When you say socko, I think of uh, Mick Foley's character, socko. Yeah, it's clear tape or shin pad tape. Um, Always sock tape. Yeah, I don't, I just, sock tape or stick tape is what I would usually go with. Yeah. I didn't know socko was a thing. Yeah, and what else? Is that it? That's all I can think of. But to me, it's just the language. Like I don't, I don't, I haven't really experienced anything else. You know. Mm. So. Okay, Shan, uh, you're a guy who went to school in Eastern Canada. What Alberta sayings am I missing? George, I, I, I don't know. We said kick rocks out there though. No, mm. Shan, I'm, I'm serious. It was a big thing for some reason. Most of those sayings are from Letterkenny, probably. <laughs> yes. That's where they would have gotten now, popular for Now, sure. that new show that I keep seeing promo after promo for, aren't the dudes from Letterkenny just on this new show and they're trying to pass it off as another show? Uh, you're talking about... Shorzy? Yeah. Uh, essentially, yeah. Okay. They're playing similar type of characters. I don't think they're the same characters, but yeah. actors playing different style of characters. You know, it's yeah. the same way that... Tom yeah. Cruise always plays a similar role, I guess. Uh, Wade in Calgary, get her done. Yeah. yeah, but that's more like a Larry the Cable Guy thing. Yeah, that's get her done. Yeah, wasn't that like literally his catchphrase? It was for years. Yeah. See, I don't think I'm missing. It's an American redneck one. I don't necessarily know if there is a whole lot there. I don't. Okay. Well, I gave you three that I knew for sure. I've also been told that I sound like I'm from the prairies, so I don't know what that means at all. I've also told I've been told I have an Ontario accent. Uh, rig pig. Ah, that's something I learned here too. Yes, that definitely was. Allie and Chestamere. That's the, so. That's four. One of the boys up north. Yeah. Two weeks on, two weeks off, grinding. Yeah, you know it. Uh, that's something. Um, yes, I can't say that on the air. Thank you. I've said that word on the air before. It starts with a C, and it's a four-letter word. Mm. I have said that before on the. Air. Do you have that clip, GVP? <laughs> no, I don't. You don't have that? No. Oh, it was my sports update. In my second year, instead of Mike, we were missing the cut. I said, Mike, we were missing the. Mm. 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 It was a tough one. Yeah, I, uh, I might have been a Brody clip back then. Totlot? What's that? I better be careful with some of these. I've never heard that before. Uh, Ryan from Chestamere. My favorite Alberta slang is I hate my wife's boyfriend. Is that? I don't think I've that, heard that, and I feel it, bad for you. That's, that's not even that funny, dude. Come yeah, on now. Ryan, I feel bad for that's you just, this morning. That's not good. Is that something that we're known for? What? Yeah. Uh, hmm. I grew up in BC. A saying I've never heard before moving to Alberta is speed corner. Ryan in Lethbridge County. I've never heard that either. Okay. So I don't know if these are Alberta sayings. Just feel like these are just things that are in your group of friends, in your lexicon, if you will. Sure. How my my friends and I say, I'm going to be honest with you, and we do it like a million times. Yeah, it's extremely. So I'm going to be honest with you. It's extremely annoying. No, I'm going to be honest with you. It's a great bit. All right. It's not. Uh, let's get to bit. the, uh, you know what? We're going to break, because I want to get to Charles on time. Mm-hmm. Because um, Tin Basher for a steel worker, Chris from Calgary. I, do, I don't know a lot of tin workers, tin bashers, so I don't use the slang term for their gig. I, 
but have at her. That's just send it, Dusty one. and Lethbridge. That feels like an overall Canadian thing. Yeah, definitely. Like, that's just like just a hockey it, boy thing. Yeah, yeah. Send it, bud. Yeah, that's definitely like a hockey <laughs> slang. Yeah. Um, we're gonna get to the Rose Report because you have a ton in the Rose Report to do. Because mm-hmm. I want to get to Charles on time. Like we have a like blockbuster show. Maybe we should have saved this for the anniversary show tomorrow. Like ah oh, well. Um, oh, also on the, on the same vein in the anniversary show, mm-hmm. and this is like Wedley and Bridal. How much audio have you amassed so far for this GVP for tomorrow? Most of it we already have, but we got to we got to do a little bit more digging. A little bit more digging. Yeah. Okay. Um, if there's something, uh, if you're like a hardcore listener to our show, number one, we love you. Mm-hmm. Number two, if there's something you want to hear again from the last year, for the last year, we will play it tomorrow. Get your request in now. Yeah, because I know there's things uh, we want to play. Patrick doing his Fabio voice, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Yep, we're gonna play the infamous John Heyman interview. Yeah, probably the best interview we've done on the radio station. It's really good. We've a got... heroin beer mm-hmm. and pocket dog are things I did not know. Yes, Mario, thank mm-hmm. you. That's definitely a very Calgary thing. Yes, those are pocket regional. dog. Yes, heroin beer. Never heard of that stuff before I got here. Thank you, Mario. Higher up you go. 960, 960, name and location. Something you've heard from our show that you want to hear during the anniversary show tomorrow. I think we'll have Brent, we'll ask Brent Cron if he wants to come in studio too for the 8 o'clock. I think that's probably in the cards. Yeah, and uh, we'll have Eric Francis on the show tomorrow. But we have a blockbuster show today. The uh, penultimate edition before our one-year anniversary show. It, there's not going to be that much pomp and circumstance tomorrow, I'm telling you. Um, Charles Davis, Buck Martinez, Craig Conroy, Adam Stanley, jammed. Uh, give me some Alberta slang I don't know yet. And two, if there's something you've heard on our show over the last year, let us know what you'd like to hear tomorrow. Can Alex come back for a special guest spot? Yeah, we were thinking about that. A best of Brody on the beat compilation. Maybe we'll get the guy with the light show in the basement. That poor bastard. Uh, are you sure that's not just him texting in? Is that his number? No, I those are know. different numbers. <laughs> yeah, we can uh, definitely get him involved. Yeah. Did not see him this weekend. Yeah. Um, 960, 960, name and location. All right, Rose Report next. What do you got for us? Oh, boy. I got so much, George. Preseason tilt for the Flames. We got the Jays off to the playoffs. The week four, the NFL. And all that, maybe not as dramatic as the Ryder Cup. All that jazz? Yes, sir. All right. It's uh, it's the big show. It's me. It's Matt. GVP. It's Shan. It's Sportsnet 960, the fan. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio at the top of the hour with Charles Davis. The NFL on CBS will join us. Buck Martinez. Jay's in the playoffs. That's cool. I'm excited. I'm fired up. I'm all sorts of juiced up. 2.30 is a perfect time, George. It is. Right after our nap. For us, in oh, the yeah. most selfish way possible, this is yeah. amazing. It is. It's amazing. Yeah. The Flames are going to be on the road after today Yeah. for the last two games. Oh, my goodness. Should we go watch it at a bar? Get some listeners involved? Maybe Wednesday's game. Let me, let me take a look here. Mm-hmm. Wednesday could work. Not tomorrow. 
T- Tuesday's up in the air. TBD. I gotta okay. find out. I gotta find out. I don't know about Tuesday. Tuesday, less sure. Wednesday, okay, I, I could be swayed. Uh, GVP, would you want to come watch some Jays playoffs? Sure. I right. promise we won't make you watch football. Yeah, well, it'll only be the baseball. Um, Charles Davis, Buck Martinez, and uh, Craig Conroy on the passing of Chris Snow at 8 o'clock will join us as well. But right now, it's time for the Rose Report, and it's brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. Good morning, friends. Happy Monday. Flames preseason continues with the tilt against the Jets tonight. Hosted the Oilers back on Friday. Just three more preseason games to go. The Jays wrap their final weekend of the regular season off to Minnesota for the AL wildcard series on Tuesday. And week four, not short of drama in the NFL, but maybe still not as dramatic as the Ryder Cup. We have all that, plus locally, Stamps, Hitman, AJHL, Cavalry, all in action. Monday morning news dumps. Let's go ahead and dive in. And we'll start with the Flames. Take on the Winnipeg Jets at the Dome tonight after playing the Oilers on Friday. Assistant number 98, Ilya Soloivia. Mm. Three more preseason games. This is their final home preseason game before the home and season opener against those same Jets on next Tuesday. Friday, the Flames fell to the Oilers in overtime. Flames the better team for the first couple periods, but they couldn't solve soupy Jack Campbell. Not much to write home about. Bunch of veterans who looked ready for the regular season already. Ryan Huska did not think it was the best night for the new defensive systems. I thought we were way too passive in a lot of areas, and I thought we were way too like east-west and trying to play through people at the blue lines. So I, I thought tonight was a bit of a step back from what the guys have been done to this point. So now it's a matter of kind of regrouping and, and getting focused again on, on what we have to do for is our Monday night, I guess. Final preseason game at home is tonight, 7 o'clock. Pre-game with Patty goes at 6. Keep an eye on his Twitter for the rosters and the lines. Do you like the, the Sharon Govich kind of skating with Michael Backlund? Sure, if you want to spot him there right now. Um, there were different things throughout the games that I thought was okay. I, I think that giving Sharon Govich a little bit more of an opportunity on that line with Lindholm and Huberto is kind of the way I'd like to see things start and play out. But I think he could kind of be a guy that goes anywhere. How interested are you to see Manjapani playing with Huberto and Lindholm? Interested. Um, you know, I I haven't been blown away by him in the preseason, but that doesn't say a whole lot. He told us he's healthy when we saw him at the golf yeah. tournament. That it's a big opportunity for him. He usually plays on the left side. He would hit, be him on the right. He doesn't have the same shot as Sharon Kovich, but he's a guy that can get to the front of the net. Which is interesting. If, if let's say hypothetically, and of mm-hmm. course, so much can change during throughout the season. What if he did play with Huberto for an entire season? Well, he's going to score, what, at least 35 goals, no? If he's healthy? Well, the thing for me is that Manjapani, when he was scoring goals, they're all within the hash marks. He's a garbage man cleaning up all the, the garbage extra. man. Yeah, he's getting the getting he's a hard worker, but it's not always finesse and sniping from the outside. And that's kind of what I project Huberto is more of a setup guy. Sure. You know, it's not necessarily just find a way to get the puck to the crease and crash and bang and, and try and create some offense that way. So I don't necessarily see it as a match made in heaven, but I'd be willing to experiment for sure. Uh, um, GVP, something you can uh, write on the whiteboard. Okay. 
um, for next week. Uh, we need to pick a new Flames victory song. Yes, yes, we got that on there. We got that on there. Uh, we need to have, like, this. We're going to do this in two parts. Okay. We're going to do uh, absurd hot takes for the season for the Flames. Okay. See which ones pan out. And then reasonable takes for the Flames. Okay. So we'll do one day of. Uh, so we'll do this next week because the season starts Wednesday. So we'll go, like, Monday, absurd takes for the Flames. Tuesday, reasonable takes for the Flames. Wednesday, we'll pick a, a goal song. Or maybe we should do it like throughout the week for a victory song and then mm-hmm. have the have the fans, have our listeners vote on it on Wednesday. I like the idea on the songs. Um, you know, we do a lot of Flames takes around here, so I'm sure we'll find a time to s- slide in some hot yeah, ones but, and some reasonable ones as well. But we definitely need, uh, I think... The, the picking a victory song needs to be like a two day process. That's got yeah, yep, I agree. That one's got to be like long we got to take all the, the the suggestions and then pair them down to like four or five songs and then put it to a vote. Are you talking about a bracket, George? No, I'm not talking about a bracket. <laughs> I'm talking about a poll. <laughs> a series of polls. Yeah, that <laughs> I hate end up being a bracket. <laughs> but let's go. Three more games to go, and then we finally drop the puck for the real season. Because I'm tired of the preseason already. Mm-hmm. Same. On to the next. Is it written on the whiteboard? Yeah, I got Shan on it. Okay, great job, down. Shan. All right, we'll move on to the Jays then. Terrific stuff. They were taking on the Rays in their final series of the regular season. Still had not clinched a playoff spot when the weekend began. They didn't Friday either, despite an 11-4 win over the Rays, led by Bo Bichette and Vladdy Guerrero. Bo, 4-for-5 with a double, an RBI, and three runs. Vladdy was 3-for-4 with a couple of doubles, a walk, and three runs. The Astros and the Mariners both won, so the Jays did not clinch, but they did reduce their magic number to one. Then Saturday, win and you clinch, lose, and you clinch if Seattle loses. Hyunjin Rio was on the bump. This game was way closer. Tons of pitching changes. The Rays went through sort of a bullpen day. Ryu only lasted three innings himself, which led to a lot of bullpen action for the Jays. This one was tied at four in two extra innings. Wall swings and he loops one into right center field, down for a base hit. In to score Bazabe, right behind him is low. Two runs are in on the Taylor Walls, two runs single in the 10th. And the Rays have staked a 6-4 lead in the extra inning. Both teams would score one more run, but the Jays fall 7-5. They do not clinch at that point. They did clinch later in the night by way of a Mariners loss. That meant Sunday was essentially like a bullpen day with a bunch of vets resting. The Jays would follow the Rays in that game, but then they got into their celebration after. For instance, we had uh, Babe Davis, little Davis Schneider for you. I would go for my last 30, but, you know, I always say a good day or a bad day in the big leagues is a better day anywhere else. What a legend this guy is! (laughs) Over 30, uh, but every day is a good day in the majors, and then someone comes in and goes, What a legend! Yeah. He's had a nice little. Well, he has a season. mustache. He does have a dust. He wears glasses. I'm a big fan of his. Yeah. I wouldn't come here just to make money and play another year. I came here for this moment, and this makes it all worth it. So there was that from Kevin Kiermeyer. Yep. There was John Schneider's impassioned speech. All right, let's make a deep run at this. All right, congratulations to you all. Let's. Go. Okay. <laughs> don't you don't you want to run through a wall after that? Yeah, I do. That's, and then I don't know what this is. Like, it, did he just channel Vince Lombardi? Yeah, yeah, right. Any given Sunday. Like, how did that happen? Wow, unbelievable. Like, there's the inches speech in any given yeah. Sunday, and then there's what John Schneider said yesterday. All right, congratulations to you all. Let's. 
Go, here we go. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I don't know what this is, but it's Jordan Romano. Can someone explain this to me? 960, 960, name and location. I don't know what it is. I don't can know. Can somebody please explain me what they were doing yesterday? Yeah, if they could explain it to both of us, we would really appreciate it. Like that. Shan and GVP have no idea either. No, no clue. And they're younger dudes. And what is he saying? <laughs> and like, it's on to the NXS. I need you tonight too. Yeah. In the background. But I'm not. I have no idea what this means. Please, 960-960, name and location. After Sunday's results, the Jays will head to Minnesota to battle the Twins in the AL wildcard round beginning on Tuesday. He wants some numbers. Her name, fuck you. Oh, not that one. Watch out. Needed that one clipped a little bit better. Okay. uh, Wait a minute. (laughs) Um, Can can I I give you some Jays stuff? Go ahead. Uh, Jays are 2-1 at Tarjay Field. Jays are two and one at Tarjay Field this week, this year. Head to head this season, three wins each, uh, twenty-eight to twenty-six runs for the Twins. Extra base hits twenty to seventeen for the Twins. OPS seven seventy-nine, seven thirty-four to the Twins, and uh, uh, runners uh, with scoring position average of scoring position. Twins two thirty-one, Blue Jays two twenty-one. Now you want to hear about the starters? Mm-hmm. Hit me, Kevin Gosman. As uh, he's essentially sucked against the Twins this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's pitched 10 innings. He's got a 630 ERA, and the Twinkies are hitting 289 against him. Uh, Chris Bassett, even worse, just four innings pitched. He's got a 1574 ERA, and they're hitting 429 against him. But Jose Brioche, uh, 5.2 innings pitch, ERA zero, and opponent's batting average 222. It's something I've wanted. Did you say 15 for Chris Bassett? Yeah. Oh, not good. Uh, we're going to ask Buck Martinez that question. Does it matter that you've struggled against one specific team so far this season? Sorry, I missed it. Did you say when the games played were? Because, like, there were some points in the season where Bassett struggled, where he was trying to get, like, the pitch calm and everything set up with the catchers and stuff like that. So if it was, like, pretty early in the season, I would be less inclined to worry about it. There's, I bet you there's going to be a ton of Jays fans at those games, too. From Manitoba, Saskatchewan area. Yep. I wonder... How long for us to get to Minnesota? Well, you'd have to take a bird. Yeah. Yeah. Quick jump to uh, Target Field. Yeah. Well, flight here. Yeah, no problem. Pretty quick flight. I don't know. A couple hours, I would assume. Also, do have the... Twins! <laughs> Twins. Awesome powers. Oh, Pretty funny okay. stuff. Yeah, right. Really uh, the rest of the playoffs, Orioles and Astros got the AL buys. Dodgers and Braves in the National League. Rays and Rangers, the other AL wild card series. Well, over on the national side, it is the Phillies hosting the Marlins and the Brewers and the Diamondbacks. NFL Week 4, no shortage of drama. Began with the London game between the Jags and the Falcons. was also the Toy Story game. Did you see anything from the Toy Story game that you like? My favorite part was that they were using Slinky Dog as the chains. And anytime there was a penalty, he had to back it up. Back it up. I'm glad the Jags won after laying an egg against the Texans and crushing so many survival survivor pools around North America. Jags and Falcons are both two and two. Jacksonville's actually staying overseas for their game in week five against the Bills. That was for the early risers. Gave way to a nine-game slate full of great tilts in the morning. The crown jewel was probably the AFC East clash in Buffalo between the Bills and the Dolphins. 
did not disappoint. Miami was one of the three remaining 3-0 and teams entering the week. It had the highest total of 53-and-a-half. It felt like it was going to get destroyed in the first half. As time throws to the left sideline, complete to Diggs, but there's a flag trying to spin away from the tacklers, and he does! 35-30, 25-20, headed to the end zone! Touchdown, Stephon Diggs! There is a flag. We'll see if it's coming back. Otherwise... Can you dig it? Oh, because his name's Diggs. Mm. Can you dig it? Correct. It yeah. would have been better, can you dig it, sucker? Was that Booker T? Yeah. Yeah. Can you dig it, sucker? Bill's Radio Network, first two touchdowns for Stephon Diggs. Did you see the one where he did the Stone Cold Steve Austin celebration? I didn't. The, 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 he smashed the cans? Yeah, like the beers. Yeah. It. yeah I and like he's that. like, I owe that fan some money. I'm sure you'll find that fan now, Stefan. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice I that bet. you said that post game. Uh, that reminds me. I should send Stefan Diggs a message. Tell him he owes me for a couple of beers. See if I can capitalize yeah. on that. DM him. Josh Allen threw four tutties, no interceptions, 21 for 25, Ooh. 320 yards as the Bills won 48 to 20. They're both, they being the Bills and the Dolphins, are both three and one. You know what? Um, I think we're all, we all, the, the, the hype train that was the Buffalo Bills last season. You know, right there is a Super Bowl contender, one of the Super Bowl favorites. And the DeMar Hamlin thing really derailed their season at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, that loss to the Jets, that was a very emotional game at MetLife. The defense stepped it up. The whole Aaron Rodgers fiasco. Josh Allen made a lot of uncharacteristic mistakes in week one. Like the way the Bills are looking right now on both sides of the football. Oh, and by the way, guess who's practicing this week? Vaughn Miller. Mm-hmm. But that being said, uh, Trey White went out yeah. with a non-contact injury. It looks like an Achilles injury. Yep. He's probably done for the season. That is just a horrible, horrible loss for the secondary of the Buffalo Bills. But man, Bills look like a force again in the AFC. And Miami's so explosive. Josh Allen just owns the Dolphins. Like he hammers the Dolphins. And uh, Buffalo looks legit. And if you're like into the whole football analytics, Bills best DVOA uh, after four weeks in the history of them doing DVOA. Also early on, a couple of two-in-one uh, two teams in the AFC North. The Browns hosted the Ravens, lowest total of the week, 38.5. Deshaun Watson ended up being a scratch with a shoulder injury. So if you jumped on the Ravens plus points earlier in the week, you were smiling. Yep. Dorian Thompson-Robertson made his first NFL start, and the Browns only amassed 166 yards of offense, falling 28-3, to which makes the Ravens 3-1 and and the Browns 2-2. Two and two. One of the other 3-0 teams were the Eagles. They were hosting the 2-1 Commanders in an NFC East clash. Run game wasn't as effective for Philly. Sam Howell was pretty strong again as the Commanders kept pace with the Eagles all through regulation, needed overtime. That being said, the Commanders went 3-0 on the first possession of OT, which gave the Eagles a chance at the win. Ball is spotted. The kick is away. And the kick is... Goal! And the Eagles win! The Eagles win. Lights out. Jake Elliott does it with his fourth field goal of the day. Do any play-by-play teams talk over each other more than NFL radio play-by-play? They get excited. That was the Eagles radio network. Commanders had jumped out to a 10-point lead, but the Eagles fight back, and they win it in overtime. They're 4-0. Commanders 2-2. And you know what? Eagles 4-0, and they still don't look like the Eagles of last season yet. They've had to fight for it in every game. Yeah, the offense, it it looks explosive at times. Finally, A.J. Brown had a monster game for the Eagles yesterday, but they just... 
It's not an easy 4-0 like the Niners. Yeah. We'll get to them in a little bit. Yeah. Other all-divisional game, 2-1 and Saints, 2-1 and Buccaneers. Derek Carr did play despite the shoulder injury, but they could not move the ball. Baker Mayfield had three touchdowns through Time the Time to bake. Buccaneers win 26-9. They're leading that division at 3-1. and Saints and Falcons are both 2-2 two and two now. Yeah. Um, is Tampa Bay the best team in that division? I think they might be. Oof. Baker Mayfield. Yikes. He's back. Also in the morning set, a couple of 1-2 and two clubs, the Bengals and the Titans. The Bengals' offense continues to be a disaster. They mustered three points against a leaky Titans team. They fall to one and three after a 27 to three loss. Derrick Henry had a rushing and throwing touchdown in the win for the Titans. Yeah, Joe Burrow doesn't look right. No, like he can't move. The offensive line's an issue, like it always is in Cincinnati. Like, what do you do? Sit him? You can't sit him now. Now, especially you're one and three, you're getting desperate. That's something we can ask Charles Davis about straight ahead in about 13 minutes. Cross-division games also featured in the Steelers and the Texans. Another 300-yard passing game for rookie C.J. Stroud. He was 16 for 30 with 306 yards and a couple touchdowns. The Texans won 30-6. to Steelers quarterback Kenny Pickett left this game with a knee injury as well, so Mitch Trubisky took over. The bad loss for the Steelers. That's a real bad loss. And the Texans, like, back-to-back wins? C.J. Stroud might be legit, dude. Nico Collins is legit if you're a fantasy football player. Yeah, if you got him late, you're feeling real good about your your season so far. Couple of 0-3 matchups, Browns and Bears actually ended up being one of the better games in the morning set. The Bears scored four unanswered touchdowns to take a 28-7 lead early in the third, but they are so bad that lead was not safe. Russ Wilson... Threw a couple of touchdowns and made it 28-21. Bears had the ball with seven minutes to go. All they really needed to do was kill the clock, George. Play fake for Fields. He's going to be hit. The ball's not free. It bounces around. Jonathan Cooper scoops it up. And here we go. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Denver. Yes, sir. Broncos Radio Network with the call. The fumble, scoop, and score ties the game. Broncos get a 51-yard field goal. At the end of regular or before the end of regulation, they beat the Bears 31-28. Yeah, that was a, a bad game. And I have no idea why when the Bears had the ball deep in Broncos territory on like fourth and three, why they went for it. Just take the points and kick the field goal. Like, what is Matt Eberflus doing? Like, what are they doing in I Chicago? Justin Fields actually looked good he for stretches of this game. Passes. Yeah, and he looked really strong. Yeah, they stink, man. Like, they, they're in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes, too. Also in a somebody-had-to-win matchup, Vikings and Panthers, not a good start for many. Kirk Cousins threw a red zone pick. Yep, a red zone pick. It gave the Panthers an early 7-0 lead. They led 13-7 at the half, but then the Panthers quarterback, Bryce Young, costly mistake. Facing a blitzing Harrison Smith, and the ball came out, Come on. and it's picked up by D.J. Wadham. It is loose inside the 10. Touchdown. That was a big man running a long distance. C.J. Wanham, 51 yards, gave the Vikings a 14-13 lead. They went at 21-13. Jay Jettas, two touchdowns and 85 yards. Yeah, the stink. first one of the season for many. Carolina's 0-4. Yeah, they stink too. Rams and Colts, another close game between a couple teams struggling out of the gates. This one needed overtime. Kumpel will be the first option for Matthew Stafford. Third down and four. Stafford throws. There he is. Nakua to the end zone. Rams win. That's the call on Fox TV. We've heard Puka Nakua's name all season long. Hard to believe that's his first touchdown all year. Gets it in overtime. Walk-off fashion as the Rams beat the Colts 29-23. Yeah, uh, Rams blew a 23-0 lead and then won it in overtime. Sure did. In the afternoon, only three games. One and two Raiders at the one and two Chargers. 17-point second quarter for the Chargers. Saw them outrun the Raiders 24-17. to 
Uh, Herbert, more known for the arm, ran in a couple touchdowns in the victory. Chargers, 2-2. Two and two. Raiders, 1-3. and three. Cowboys trying to bounce back from their loss to the Cardinals. They hosted the Patriots. Even without Trevon Diggs in the secondary, this Cowboys de- defense is dangerous. Jones is back plenty of time. Rolls right, bottled up, throws back to the end. Intercepted. Deron Bland, call the house. Hello, house. House, it's me, Deron. Hello, house. Touchdown for Deron Bland. Yes, hello, house. Cowboys Radio Network. Cowboys had two defensive touchdowns while holding the Patriots offense to just three points. 38-3 the final score. That's Bill Belichick's biggest loss of his NFL career as a head coach. Well, it's it's funny that, you know, his record is below 500 without Tom Brady. Mm. Again, incredible defensive mind. Patriot away, yada, yada, yada. Those two should go into the Hall of Fame together. But numbers, what they, the numbers are the numbers. And they're one and three and they stink. Niners were a 14-point favorite, trying to remain undefeated against the Cardinals in San Fran. McCaffrey essentially won this one all by himself. He had 177 yards on 27 touches. That and four touchdowns. The Niners are 4-0 with a 35-16 win. The Cardinals are now 1-3. Sunday nighter, Taylor Swift and the Chiefs took on Zach Wilson and the Jets. Definitely didn't see that headline coming a month ago if you would have been looking ahead on this schedule. This one closer than many would have thought. Zach Wilson actually had a decent game, but unfortunately he fumbled a snap late as the Jets were driving down by three, and then Mahomes and the Chiefs killed the rest of the clock, and they lost 23-20. to um, Real quick on this, uh, that holding call on Sauce Gardner was mm. a complete abomination. That never should have been called. Jets could have got the ball back. And everyone upset. I thought with, Robert Sala was going to get a, take a charge there. He was um, so mad. And everybody upset that Patrick Mahomes slid at the end to kill the game. And now all these Chiefs betters uh, are all upset because the Chiefs potentially could have covered the spread and went up 10 points. But that's what he's supposed to do. And they won the game. Patrick Mahomes doesn't care about your point spread. He cares about the W. Yeah, only Sean McVay cares about your point spread. Yeah, clearly. And um, this whole Taylor Swift thing. As if Sunday Night Football needs more eyes on Sunday Night Football. Mm-hmm. It's already the number one show on television. It's like they're just dominate to dominate. Let's show T. Swift as much as possible. Now, is she going to go to next week's game? I don't know. Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey didn't look great. Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively were in the box with her. Sophia Turner. Hugh Jackman was there. Yeah. It was a who's who. A little bit yeah. of a hobnob. She didn't leave in a popcorn machine either. <laughs> she just walked out normally. Yeah. That's a VIP box. You can just walk out normally. The NFL is loving this, though. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're loving this. Monday nighter. One game. One and two Giants host the two and one Seahawks. Seattle favored by a point and a half. Total set of 47. Ryder Cup. Lopsided as ever, but still full of drama, particularly with the American team falling apart at the seams. Team Europe dominated day one, leading six and a half to one and a half. They split day two. That was amidst reports that the American team was fracturing around Patrick Cantlay. Cantley won $10 million on tour this past season, $25 million over the last three years, but apparently wants to be paid for the Ryder Cup. It was reported he refused to wear the American team hat as a protest, but he denied it. Oh. Hmm. I had that here. He did deny it, and then, uh, of course, we had the uh, European fans who get very excited whenever they get a hold of anything, and... Uh, Yeah, hats off for your bank account. 
Also, uh, we had Joe LaCava getting into it with Rory. We had Scotty Scheffler in tears after he got destroyed in Saturday foursomes. Victor Hovland just crushing him. Him and Brooks lost 9-7. and seven. Uh, In the end, it is the Europeans who win on European soil. America just can't win there. Since 1993, they haven't won the Ryder Cup on European soil. Uh, Roy McIlroy was nails. Uh, we'll talk to Adam Stanley about the finger-pointing incident. But him, I thought it was interesting, him talking about how he's already played in seven Ryder Cups. Is he going to play in seven more? He doesn't know. But he said he's in the back nine of his Ryder Cup career, and these are always super special. And those dudes partying on the bus after, sticking into the good old U.S. of A, was fantastic stuff. Yep, USA's terrified and Europe's on fire. Also, the Stampeders took a tough loss. They fall 22 to 15 before going into their final bye week. Um, three more weeks to go. Tough season for the Stampeders. Green Day's playing the Greek Grey Cup halftime show. By the oh, way. wow. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's not bad. It's a pretty good get. Yeah. It's like the same time frame as when Usher was popular. Sure. Right? Green Day's so. pretty good. Pretty good get. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I'm going to have fun. I like Green Day. Listen sure. to Green Day all the time. Okay. Sure. Uh, Hitman had a couple of games as well. Lights up the joint. They lost one. They won one. They're now one and three on the season. Carter Yakumchuk, golden assist in a first star effort for the Hitman in their win. Also, Sean Chagall is back from camp, and Tyson Galloway is the captain for the team this season. The AJHL showcase wrap this weekend after the weekend's frantic action here in Calgary. The Calgary Canucks and the Okotoks Oilers both sitting pretty. Canucks 5-1-1 on the season. The Oilers at 5-2. Solid starts for both groups. Oilers also have the to- two of the top six scorers in Hunter Saka and Connor Gourley. They also gotten quite a scrap with the Brooks Bandits over the weekend. Cavalry were in action as well. It was a rainy night down at Atco Field at Spruce Meadows on Friday, but a great crowd. Despite giving up an early goal, they would get the win 2-1 over Valor. One more regular season game for them as the playoffs start to take shape. Could face Forge Pacific or Halifax in their first playoff matchup. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Uh, Terrific stuff, Matty. Straight ahead, Charles Davis, NFL on CBS analyst. Buck Martinez, Blue Jays analyst for Sportsnet. We'll do that next. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.